And welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I am here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to talk about Hell or High Water. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, the first movie that's currently out that we've mm. talked about. We've always talked about movies that have been out so. on DVD release. Yeah. This is out in theaters, and it's fucking fantastic. This is also the first movie that we sat together and watched together. That this was is also review. very true. Yeah. Can I say that you're one of my favorite people to go watch a movie with? Yeah, really? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because you don't talk <laughs> no no definitely not <laughs> not at all like through the previews yeah 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 <laughs> the previews is fair game yep the like the first five minutes of the movie is fair game yeah but after those first five minutes if you talk more than like the occasion like oh that was good yeah or fuck laugh you. is fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fuck you <laughs> yeah because the thing is like you don't want to take away from somebody else's experience you right know? like i just paid like eight bucks nine bucks to get in here somebody else did too you know so i mean like no, you don't want to fuck up their so experience. the whole time in the movie theater like the first 10 minutes i was like Fuck, we're sitting right next to each other. I feel like we should be talking. And I was like, ah, oh, no, fuck that. There's a movie. Yeah, there's a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. But mm-hmm. before that, let's do the condiments. Oh, yeah. The condiments, the ketchup, the mustard, the ketchup, the relish, relish, all of that stuff. The pickles. Yeah. Pickles. Dude, uh, I went to uh, Lauren's. Uh, Lauren had a gathering the Lauren. other day with a couple of friends. Yeah. Oh, the cookout. Yeah, the cookout. Okay. That's what uh, Monday. Yeah. Uh, Katie's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Holy Kevin. shit. He can cook. Kevin, yeah. hell yeah, he can throw it Kevin. out. Yeah. yeah. He can I, don't, I know Kevin. Yeah, That's you do dude. know Kevin. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Listen, my groups usually don't mix. Yeah. So, like, I'm not used to having, like, people from school and people from my personal life, yeah. like, co-mingling. Yeah. So, like, you're like a fluke to me yeah, in that yeah. regard because oh, I, yeah. I forget that you know my people. Definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of your people. But uh, Kevin fucking cooks, man. Yes, like, turkey burgers. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. You made chicken kebabs? Oh, mm. the, yeah, I had the kebabs. I mm. had the kebabs, yeah. Fucking love Kevin. He throws down. Yeah. He's a, I fucking love those people. Hell all yeah. of them. We played Cars Against Humanity. Yeah. It was great. That, that Monday? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I wish I would have came. Well, I mean, yeah, I had to work Labor Tuesday Day. morning. But I was like, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, and then we started watching Planet of the Apes. Nice. Which, which one? Original? The, the new one. The okay. New one. Okay. Which? With um, Matt Damon? Those? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> those are the ones you're talking about, right? <laughs> the planning, Planet of the Apes featuring Matt Damon. That's fucking James Franco. Is it, is it not? Is it not? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even Marky Mark. It's not even, it's not even Mark. Mark Wahlberg. It's not even Mark Wahlberg. No. In any of, in any of the Planet of the Apes. None of them. It's James Franco. And all of them. And the new one. I don't know. And about the new any other ones. Mark Wahlberg. And the new one Mark Wahlberg. I swear to God, if you're not in any of these Planet of the Apes movies, hold on. Planet of the Apes. Oh fuck. We're gonna, we're gonna clear this shit up right now. <laughs> Dawn of the Planet Planet of the Apes. Uh, he may have been in one of them, uh, but the one that came out in like 2015 or 2014 or something, like the latest one, that was James Franco with a. Uh, Tom Felton was in it too. Sheesh. I'm still wrong. I don't, I don't see uh, Mark Wahlberg's name on any of this shit at no, all. He's not in it. Yeah. Like at all. I see James Franco's name. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Which he, he, like, James Franco's a weird actor for me because mm-hmm. he went, because he was so big in yeah. like the movie theater and then he went really indie. Very good, yeah. So, like, now it's like, I, I see you, James Franco. Like, I know who you are, but yeah. what the fuck have you been doing? Because I don't know your product anywhere. I think there's, it's a double sided, like, uh, like a double sided edge mm-hmm. that we have to kind of be wary about. 
because there's some people like uh, Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. who is just doing the blockbuster, 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 and then we're like, what the fuck? I mean, you used to have right. some credibility and, you know, get artsy and yada, yada. Like, why don't you do some of that? And then James <laughs> Franco is like, he's doing all the artsy. They're like, what the fuck, boy? Like, I don't know what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I like the fact that he's going in there. I yeah. just wish I could find out what he's doing because I, I just yeah. don't, I can't see it anywhere. He, um, he what did a show on Hulu. It was from the... Um, 1969? 1969, okay. yeah. Yeah, that was a really I heard good about show. That. That, I heard, I heard really good things. Yeah. Talking about good fucking... By the way, but the Planet of the Apes was because it was an okay movie. Yeah. And the CGI, like, it, it was four years ago the yeah. movie came out. Like, okay. four, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And the CGI now looks dated mm-hmm. for some weird that, reason. Yeah. yeah, we're moving fast. Uh, so You couldn't even, uh, even make out Harambe, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> God damn it. How many Harambe Fucking jokes happened? Fucking Khalil with the goddamn Harambe jokes. <laughs> Holy shit. I watched that movie. We had watched an hour of that movie before I left. Yeah. I swear there were at least 50 Harambe jokes. As there should have been. Just 50 fucking... <laughs> I wanted to fucking kill somebody. You got to show some goddamn respect. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Harambe. Big sound for Harambe. Before you get Immediately, as soon as Khalil realized that the fucking movie was about a monkeys, the first thing he said was like, Big sound for Harambe! And mm-hmm. then just mm-hmm. like, that's that's it. Just the whole fucking movie. Yeah. They got, a, they got a whole track about Dick South for Harambe, the music and everything. I mean, it's it's a movie. It's a big fucking deal. It's a whole God movie. God damn it, Harambe. It, was, it happened in May, dude. Yeah. In May. What happened between May and then like now? memes that meme like it just became a huge meme yeah because like immediately after it happened a month later it was like nothing harambe was gone yeah i i thought harambe was i thought we were past the fucking monkey yep. gorilla whatever yep. the fuck yep and then five months later next out for harambe yeah came back like fucking jesus yeah just fucking goddamn. Well, what happened all right so a m- about a month after yeah. the um harambe got killed um, a guy, this white dude, posing as a thug on the internet yeah. with a gun. He was like, we coming for y'all motherfuckers with, with our dicks out. You know, then a comedian, a couple of days later, went on Twitter and then he kind of abbreviated it. He was right. like, dicks out for Harambe. And then just start <laughs> blasting it everywhere. Uh, the, the following day, he um, he went to, what's the guy from uh, Machete? Uh, Danny Trejo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Um, Danny, he went to Danny, and uh, he got him to say the same thing on camera, and that was it. <laughs> that was it? Yeah, as soon that as Danny it. says it, then yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Danny Trejo, you tell me to pull my dick out for Harambe, then that's it. That's my what dick's it is. out for Harambe. Exactly. You tell me to pull my dick out. <laughs> yep. So, fucking Harambe, the meme movie, mm-hmm. uh, was pretty okay, but it was... The writing was kind of atrocious for the first 30 minutes. I fucking hated it. Okay. Because it was setting up things that we know. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, really? The monkey's angry at people. This mm. is a movie about a goddamn monkey revolution. Yeah. We don't need 45 minutes telling us that a fucking monkey's angry at fucking humans. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. We know what the movie is. You, you know what? What I'm getting tired of with mm-hmm. our society is mm-hmm. like the spoiler society that we're in right now. What do you mean? All right, it's like where, where everything is spoiler alert. Oh, don't spoil this for me. Don't spoil right. this for me. Fuck the spoiler. Like, fuck. I, like, I mean, like, seriously, like, I don't care about the spoiler. The spoiler is not the thing. Right. Give them the thing. Like, I don't care. It's like the movie or whatever the entertainment uh, medium is. is about the journey and the process and it's what you're understanding. It's the experience of the characters, the yes. journey of the characters. Yeah. Like, you can't get that through spoilers. You can't. You really like, can't. Yeah. It's, so, uh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, it's like the spoiler. You're like, so what? So-and-so dies at the end. Like, if that spoils the movie for you, then whatever. Snape kills Dumbledore. Yes, he does. He so, does. Yeah. Yes. So you can hate us now. No, yeah. <laughs> you can go, hate us right now. Go fuck yourself. I spoiled Harry Potter for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. About our last podcast. Oh, um, yeah. You got see, some beef. What, what had happened was, see, all right, all right. So, it's not beef. Not, it's not, like not, soup. Not, not so much. Yeah, a little bit yeah. like soup. So, um, 
So I, like, I consider Screened Up like our sister podcast, our yeah. brother podcast, or whatever. They started, we started like, at the same time. Same time, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, I've been listening to them avidly, a really big fan of their their podcast. So we give, we give them a shout out every now mm-hmm. and again. You know, and then last podcast, I was like, what the fuck, bros? Where's the episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fucking podcast at? And then promptly, they released an episode that you know, day. Yeah, they released it like two minutes, two, ep- two hours after we recorded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then promptly released another episode like yesterday. Like that quick, <laughs> and and it's like it's too soon for me to feel like we're being trolled. Like right. I, I need more. <laughs> I need more evidence. <laughs> but I just kind of feel it. But we, they're like, I think they're fucking with us. I feel like I, I think they're fucking it's, with it's us. A little, I need a little more evidence. But I, 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 all right. You know what? You know what's funny? Uh, I, I don't know if they do this in every episode, but you said mention about hobo, jobo, whatever yeah, the hobo fuck, jobo, or yeah. hojo, bobo, whatever the fuck. Yeah. They put that in the description. Yeah. And then the cheeky fuckers are ending their descriptions now with shears. They did. Which I've been doing since the beginning of the podcast. You did. So I have a straight suspicion that they're listening to us. Yeah. They heard your episode. Ha- I'm only you- giving half credit to the yeah. cheers. My, my <laughs> girlfriend made me take some of the credit away. Okay. She was How's like, that? she was like, because it's not like they're British or anything. I was like, oh, well, they actually are. <laughs> They actually are British. <laughs> so, <laughs> them saying cheers might not be that <laughs> far fetched of a notion. <laughs> that just might be how they talk. <laughs> so, fuck me. Yeah. She's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, I need a little more evidence, but I'm uh, screened up your own notice. <laughs> you are uh, all noticed. Let's be friends, man. Yeah. Let's fucking be friends. I mean, Hobo Jobo, Meerkats, like, let's be friends. Definitely. Let's be buddies. You're, you're, like, we started out at the same week. We yeah. have the relatively the same amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's just be friends, bro. Yeah. Let's be friends. Be friends. Let's pull our dicks out for her on me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wonder if they even like care about Harambe. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like, do, do they even care about Harambe? Do they like, give any shits about Harambe? What the fuck is Harambe? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my dick out for yeah. Harambe, so. Um, I'm, gonna get, you... I'm gonna go get my tea. Fuck this guy. Anyway, yeah. sorry. What God the fuck was that? Damn what it. What the fuck is that? That is my computer. Mm. I'm gonna close that. I... Was that was that Tiana Taylor or on your. What? What? Desk, or was that Tiana Taylor on the desktop or was uh, that. Um, no, from... that was just a, a lady dancing with a broken uh, top. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, oh, nice. there you go. I thought, that, I thought it was the um, flash dance. No, I saw that. That was a really good softcore porn video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, anyway, what were you going to say? Oh, re- real quick for um, for all the listeners, um, yeah. people that want to know how you can be on the podcast, anybody yeah. listening to this podcast, yes, you. You can be yeah. on the podcast. You can be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to whip your dick out. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're, we're getting a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, requests. Si- requests yeah. yeah we're getting a lot of requests to be on the podcast and the thing is i'm like why do you want to be on the podcast um because i can do this and people will like this and that i'm like i don't give a fuck what people like i give a fuck what we like what <laughs> me and you like you know because when we put out episode number one mm-hmm. who listened to that episode me we. and you yeah we did. we <laughs> you yeah. know because i mean it wasn't advertised there was i mean it was just something that we enjoy to do mm-hmm. we like movies we like to hear about it so that's what we're doing right. we're here to please ourselves and the people that enjoy listening to that type of thing right and if you don't enjoy listening to this type of thing while we're going to invite you in as a guest you know right. to, to be yeah. a part of this you know but but anybody any listener you're that's you 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 can be a part of this if yeah. you are a part of this with us already then yeah more than welcome we we absolutely love having guests yes but we're running into the into a lot of like kind of be on the podcast and then people that aren't actively listening to the podcast or or listen to the podcast enough or have been with us enough to warrant mm-hmm. us ha- wanting to have you on the podcast yeah like we do this for fun. Yes. So it's for fun. Mm-hmm. And we want people that are like-minded and like the shit that we're doing yeah. to the point where we can have a normal, natural conversation with them. Yep. 
sometimes we can't find that in people. And when we deny your request to be on the podcast, it's not personal. It's just kind of like we can't do it because it doesn't fit with our standards. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. Now we're elitist. <laughs> we're better than everybody. Yeah. Fuck you guys. No. Fuck no. that we're better. No, no. <laughs> we're not. We're just, it's just a difference of ideals and yeah. what we want to do. But like, but like seriously, we would more than yeah. welcome like any any of our listeners onto the show. We really mm-hmm. enjoy like having guests like you just now said. You know, yeah, but, no, we love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this two months that we have booked, I mean, yeah. it's mostly guests. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really so is. It's, it's, yeah. I, we'd love, we fucking love having you guys, but yeah. you know, I, bear with us. We have a We have a weird tone and we like to keep it that way. Yeah, that was uh, a cool like segue to like we we are having a lot of guests. We are over, yeah. yeah we, we made our schedule. Look. We have I think four guest appearances, three or four guest appearances I over the next so. couple of months. So yeah. that'll be cool. It, it'll be a lot of fun. I love I love talking to people about movies, which yeah. is it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Just when someone can talk about movies. Mm. Yeah, talking about talking about movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird sentence. <laughs> talking about talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Science of Sleep, which yeah. is a weird. Um, I think it's French movie. The guy who directs Return on Sunshine. Of a spotless oh, mind nice. directed it. Okay. Um, I forgot his name. Martin something. Mm. Um, but he directed it, and I think it's the guy from Itumama Tambien, one of the Argentinian kids. Okay, yeah. yeah. One of the actors. Yeah. Uh, really fucking good movie. It was really, really fucking... It's weird. It's it's dreamy and surreal, like you would expect out of the guy that directed Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and it was, just, it was just so much fun. I watched it with uh, our friend Justine, and it was just a fucking great movie to just sit and take and i gotta rewatch it again because i really want to talk about it the science of sleep the science of sleep it's about a guy that uh, has trouble diverting reality and dream so like his dreams influences reality and vice versa he has trouble telling what's a dream and what's reality yeah and then he falls in love and the description is that he thinks he can show this woman his new neighbor what his world looks like and yeah. it's just kind of like an exploration of creativity versus work and, and sort of love yeah. and what love is and what the pressures that it does and what it does to people. Yeah. It's fucking good. It's a fucking good movie. Nice. I really, really, really fucking liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Science of Sleep. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you have that. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched a uh, movie called Out of Sight last night. Out of Sight. That sounds... Out of sight. Um, I'll try to remember all the people is that, that I can. Is that the video that you sent me with Jack Nicholson? Oh like, no, 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 sign? no, huh? No, that's funny. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting that this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, for uh, for a Kava's class, but um, but the uh, Out of Sight it was uh, starring. Well, it's uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Okay. Uh, he's the director from a television show I really like called The Nick. Okay. But um, yeah, this one right here is uh, the late '90s, I think 1998. Uh, Out of Sight, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, actors are George Clooney. Jennifer Lopez, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, shoot, I'm, and I'm leaving somebody else out. I mean, right. it's a it's an all star cast. Oh, and Don Cheadle. Don, Don Cheadle. Yeah. I mean, it's an all star cast. It's a that really really like good a movie. Young ass Don Cheadle. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of. I mean, 1998. I mean, he's got to be like 50 now. Yeah. So like 30. Oh, I you, for some reason, I thought you said 1970. Oh no no no, 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 it, 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 it was a good movie. Um, it's not a great movie, so I'm not mm-hmm. telling you to go run out and go see it, you know. But it's it's good enough. I don't. Ha- there's not many flaws, you That's know. Pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not like yeah, out of sight. That was cool. Nice. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta came out. Yeah. I still haven't gotten the chance to watch it. This show is breaking boundaries. Yeah. Like I feel like I buried the lead. Like I should have just came out immediately. Atlanta, go watch that shit. <laughs> you know. Fix up for Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're only at one episode in, so yeah. it's like I'm gonna kind of hold my enthusiasm until um the the second episode. But I've heard that a lot of people like I've heard that people like it a lot, mm-hmm. even if it's just one episode. People yep. really, really, really liked it. I mean, they it, it brought up so many different issues. Yeah, it brought up so many different too. issues. With um, it was an hour long, mm-hmm. so it brought up homophobia, mental health uh, issues, uh, police brutality, um, 
uh, just just being black in in um, just, I mean it, it it just brought up so many different things. It was it was insane to me. Donald Glover does that really yeah. well. Yeah. Like even in even in comedy, like he, he he's he's a bit of an absurdist comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's sort of a surrealist content creator, and mm-hmm. I fucking love him. Like he just does good shit. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it. I'm gonna. I don't have cable, so. There's a um, there's one scene where they're in like a waiting room at the jail, mm-hmm. and um, there's a guy talking, and people are calling him out, and they're telling telling him that he's gay, mm-hmm. and Donald Glover is sitting right beside him, and then the guy's like, "What? So you think that I'm gay?" And Donald's like, "I, I don't care. Like, it does, <laughs> why, why does it, why does it matter? Like, why does that even matter? Like, <laughs> you know, it's." It's, 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 a, it's a really good show, and it's just like because the the black community is like there is a lot of homophobia in the black community, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it was just good to see you know somebody that looked like me representing that all black people aren't homophobic. Like there's you know like it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Who would have thought black people are just people? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Atlanta was super dope. Um, mm-hmm. Lastly, for me is uh, the World War Z that we saw. Ah, oh, goddamn it! So unfortunate. I forgot about it. Yeah. L- okay, run down a World War Z. Boring fucking action movie. That's all that it is. It's just a boring goddamn action movie. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. Fucking. It wasn't my thing. Like, it was shot well, but yeah, it was yeah. fucking boring. Just yeah. nothing happened. No character changed. No. Brad Pitt was just like, oh, shit, zombies. Oh, yeah. good, we're safe. Oh, fuck, zombies. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about Brad Pitt's wife in that movie? No. No. Nope. Fuck. I don't nope. even know the actress. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, not the fact that the actress, but I'm just like, no depth. Like, yeah. Brad Pitt has some depth, depth to his character. Mm-hmm. They tried to give his daughter some depth at the very beginning, seeing she had asthma, so she needed her inhaler. But so that, like, that never plays back. What it, the fuck? Exactly. Never has an asthma attack again. No, no. Never has a fucking asthma nothing. attack. It's like, we don't know anything about any characters besides Brad Pitt, so how am I going to feel anything for anybody else? No, and just the way that they figured out that zombies don't kill them if they're sick, mm-hmm. there was no fucking tension to that. No. No tension. Nah. He just watched people not die. Mm-hmm. That's all that happened. Yeah. It's a fucking bad movie. It's not great. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> gonna call it back because the writing is bad. If a movie's writing is bad, I don't. I immediately all resign. Right. All right. Anyway, fucking World War II. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dead air. <laughs> I was expecting something very profound. Same. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go take a break and then we're gonna come back and actually talk about Hell or High Water. Yes, yes. So we'll be right back, bitches. Mm-hmm. And welcome back. We're going to talk about Hell or High Water. You ever watched The Brady Bunch? No. Okay. I don't good. think I did. Why? I've, I've been, the theme song's been stuck in my head for like two days. <laughs> and I was about to sing it again right when we came back from the break for some reason. <laughs> sing it. Well, no, the, the reason it's stuck in my head because there's two different variations of it. No. You know, it's like um, they, um, it's the way we all became the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. You know, but then there's another variation is that's the way they became the Brady Bunch. Like they're singing from they're not a part of the family. It's other people singing about the Brady Bunch as opposed to the Brady Bunch singing, singing about, about their the situation. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What the fuck does the Brady Bunch mean? What is Brady? I don't I don't, I don't know. Yet. Cheerful? I, I guess. Brady? I'm gonna, we're going to Google it. Oh, I think that's just her last name, actually. That's just her last Bra- Brady's her last name? I think this, uh, yeah, Brady is her last name. So they're not really a yeah, fucking... Yeah, Mar- Marsha Brady. Uh, Bra- yeah, their last name is Brady. So they're not really a fucking bunch, innit? They're I mean, they're, they're, they're a family. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fit with the alliteration. No, it yeah, doesn't. The, the, the Brady family. The Brady family, like, eh. Kind of fucks that up. Brady yeah. bunch. Yeah. We can sell that. Brady family can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hell or High Water? Yeah. Uh, you have the rundown? Yeah. Do that. Uh, Hell or High Water? Um, the rundown is Toby is, dis- to- Toby is a divorced father who's trying to make a better life for his son. 
His brother Tanner is an ex-convict with a short temper and a loose trigger finger. Together, they plan a series of heists against the bank that's about to foreclose on their family's ranch. Standing in their way is Marcus, a Texas Ranger who's only weeks away from retirement, played by Jeff Bridges. As the siblings plot their final robbery, they must also prepare for a showdown with a crafty lawman who's not ready to ride off into the sunset. Uh, That's a fucking great way to end that sentence. Yeah, yeah. It's a rated R. It's a drama directed by David McKenzie, written by Taylor Sheridan. A runtime of 102 minutes, starring Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, Gil uh, Gil Birmingham, and Ben Foster. Was Ben Foster the brother that wasn't Chris Pine? I believe. I believe so. Anyway, I have a problem remembering Ben Foster's face for some reason. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know what else he's been in. Yeah, neither do I. I think it's. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Hell or High Water. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a modern western, yep. which is you remember that when we did westerns that we wanted to see what a modern western would look like. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good example of what a modern western, a good modern western, can look like. Yeah. They did a they they did a lot of really really cool things with bringing sort of the western atmosphere into a modern Texas environment, mm-hmm. and it's good that the setting was Texas because it just gives them an excuse to have that western feel. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fucking fantastic. The location was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the the cast was like really really, really good fucking cast. good. Really good cast. Chris Pine, I, I don't like Chris Pine a lot, okay. uh, just because the only thing that I've really seen in him has been Star Trek. Yeah, and his character in Star Trek is just kind of like, oh, he's Chris Pine in space. Yeah. Um, but in here, he did a fucking great really, job. Really, like, really it did. was a surprising performance. He really did. Uh, Jeff Bridges, as suspected, amazing performance by Jeff Bridges. Yep. His typecast is perfect as a, like an old cowboy about to retire. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking funny. Yeah. I feel like the same thing that I did with um, – because the way that I watch movies or <clears> – <throat> the way that mm-hmm. I watch anything is I like to break the negative things right. down. So, like, say um, you the movie starts off at 100%. Right. Like, the movie is perfect before I sit down. So then by the conclusion of it, I'll tear away all the negative things that I can away from it. And then whatever's remaining is the movie. The percentage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this this movie for me was like a 96, 95%. That's really goddamn good. And I want to talk about that 4% for a second. And then, <laughs> and then I can get into the remainder. All right, let's do it. 4%. Let's break the shit. The, the, the 4% that, um, that the, the, number one, I wouldn't spend money to see that movie again. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to, I mean, there's a very few movies that you would spend your money to, to go see twice. See twice. Yeah, in the theater. Or, yeah. In the theater, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's not to say that I wouldn't watch this movie again on mm-hmm. my own time without p- paying money for it. All right. right. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, I was immediately comparing it to the the most recent modern day uh, Western classic uh, from the Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men. I was also doing that the whole time. The the, the, yeah. the whole time. The only thing that uh, separated it from um, from that like clear clear cut was mm-hmm. the cinematography. Um, I believe Hell or High Water is going to be nominated for Best Picture. It, it did look fucking gorgeous. It looked gorgeous. Yeah, I it mean, was that's a gorgeous frame. That's that was the one thing that I separated from that I was like, No Country for Old Men didn't do that. <laughs> you know, like they, they, no Country for Old Men has some good dialogue. They, they rival in dialogue. Mm-hmm. I like both of them in dialogue. Um, Tommy Lee Jones versus Jeff Bridges, toss up. Do whatever you want with that. <laughs> you know, so I mean, they're, they're both very good movies. So that's that's the end for the comparison and the end for the knocks. You know, I mean, right. it's not it's not better than No Country for Old Men in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I, it's not worth me going to the movies to see again, like a, right. like a movie like a Deadpool that you would want to go to the movies and see again, right? Like yeah. that, but. Outside of that, now let's get to sucking this movie's dick because it's a, it's a really, really, really it's enjoyable a lot of dick to movie. Suck in this movie. It is. It is. It's it is. Pr- it, 
Ah, fuck me. We're all fucked up. We're like burping and sniffling. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, I think we're going to get, I mean, I don't know. No telling. We'll get sick or something. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay, here's my favorite thing about this movie mm-hmm. in general. First of all, okay, cinematography, gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it looked it looked like they wanted to take advantage of the Texas environment. Mm-hmm. And they certainly fucking did. Oh, yeah, they did. If there's a movie that felt any more like it would be like hot and painful to be walking around in that environment, mm-hmm. that was it. I mean, it, would, it just looked like whatever happened in that place should happen in that place. Yeah. And it's like, it's a farmer story. There's a, the, the Toby, which is the main character, mm-hmm. uh, is about to lose his house after his mom uh, was forced to, to remortgage with the bank. Yeah. And they're foreclosing. Yeah. So instead of just giving up and going, I guess I lost the house now, mm-hmm. uh, he realized that it had oil, like a lot of oil. Yeah. And he decided this plan to go and take money from the branches for closing the house yep. and then pay back the mortgage with the own money that they stole from the for banks. The yeah. <laughs> Which is a beautiful fuck you to yep. anything that happens. Yeah. That's like if you broke my, like if I broke your fucking, if I broke something of yours mm-hmm. and then you, like now you got to pay for it. Yeah. And I went back and I just like, Stole money and then paid you back. That's that's what the uh, at the end of the movie the guy was says like there's nothing more Texas than that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're stealing money, them giving it right back to him. Like yeah, nothing more Texas. <laughs> so like the plot of the movie is already the premise of the movie is already immediately interesting to me mm-hmm. because we got a guy that has no real precedent to do any other stuff, doing it doing horrible things for what I think are the right reasons, mm. right? And he's always so concerned with people not dying. Yeah. Uh, with people being safe and just hitting like small banks early yeah. in the morning, minimize damage. Mm-hmm. But his brother's kind of a piece of shit, and he's kind of reckless. And that's where the conf- that was where most of the conflict of the movie comes in. It's a yeah. relationship between the brothers. Yeah, we don't see any nothing really happens to the brothers mm-hmm. until the very end of the movie. But we're just exploring this relationship between uh, Ben Foster's characters and Chris Pine's character. Yeah. While at the same time, we're exploring the relationship between Jeff Bridges and his sidekick character, who I forgot the name of. Uh, uh, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're exploring these two relationships yeah. where essentially it's a body cup movie yeah. where we have a body cup on the thief side and then a body cup on the, on the fucking uh, law side, the lawman side. Yeah. And so the, I think, I feel like for most of the movie, we're just exploring how those people interact with each other because at the end of the movie, we get the payoff that they lose that interaction. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine characters start a new interaction. Yeah. And that's a sort of the dramatic twist of the movie. Mm. Uh, and, and I fucking love that. I love the fact that characters had sort of mirror situations on opposing sides of the law. Yeah. And that it was just so extremely well written and delivered. And Jeff Bridges, even as a retired cop, mm. couldn't get it out of his head. Yeah. Like most retired cops would do, that he had to go find this guy. Yeah. And it's just like, it tells you a lot about how the people believe and the characters believe in this movie. Mm. And that even after the movie's over, you can mm. tell those characters have a life outside of the movie. Definitely. Uh, and that's for writing. And I was like, mm. did you mm. Did you have a favorite character in the movie? Uh, I like, I, re- <laughs> I really liked, uh, fuck, it's between Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges for me. Which Chris Pine was Toby? Yeah, he was Toby. And uh, do you, I guess you would assume who my favorite character was. Uh, the brother? Tanner. <laughs> by far by far he was fucking funny and, and it's like and, and it's like i don't even look at him like the bad brother yeah. you know and, and this is like quotes like this is why um all right so so uh, t- uh, chris pine's character toby he's like uh, you, he says you talk like we're not going to get away with this and mm-hmm. then the, the brother is like i never met anyone ever who ever got away with anything and then chris pine is like so why'd you agree and then he's mm-hmm. like because you're my brother yeah you know, no, he had good morals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, I mean, he's he, but I mean, he's still like the kind of a piece of shit. Like uh, they talk about it, like at the end, mm-hmm. where he's like, um, 
yeah, he's do he's doing this stuff because he enjoys it. Right. You know, he's robbing these banks because he enjoys it, not because you know his morals and he's trying to get it back to his mother and all this stuff where he's killing people because of this. Like it's inherently a part of him that he enjoys those terrible things out of life. Yeah. But he still had a heart and a moral compass, and it was weird seeing that uh, dichotomy with his brother, who was the complete polar opposite, but still had the mean streak in him as well. You know? Right. Yeah. Because no one just randomly says, "I'm going to rob a bank." Uh-huh. They don't have that in them. Yeah. Um. I, I really like Tanner. I really like the conversations yeah. between Tanner oh, and, yeah. and Toby. Yeah. They were so fucking good. You have a couple of them highlighted in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the scene at the gas station uh, when they're paying to get gas mm-hmm. and Toby has to go inside and there are like a couple of dicks pull up in a green Mustang or whatever. You remember that? I'm trying to. Uh, and the guy pulls a gun out of the windshield and Tanner is just oh, not yeah. worried about it. <laughs> that was one of the, I don't mean to cut you off. That, yeah, that, no, that, that, was, that was one of the better uh, scenes for me mm-hmm. in that movie. Just because, um, like I said, it's it's um, it's an up-to-date Western, so it's mm-hmm. taking place in 2016. Right. You know, but most of the shots, you don't see um, things from 2016. People aren't out with their cell phones. Like whenever there's something like starkingly different, it just struck my eye. Like uh, one scene where he's smoking with a vaporizer and <laughs> with a vape pen, because those are the only thing. Because you don't see cell phones out too often. Mm-hmm. And another scene where a guy pulls up in like a 2016 like bright neon green Camaro or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, it was just like stalkingly out of place where you've just seen like 20 minutes of something that could have been timeless. Yeah, and then you put something that is very 2016 in there, and I I, I just enjoyed that. I I enjoyed that a lot too, because because it, it definitely makes it feel like. You're in. You're out of place whenever that things happens. Yeah. That something's weird's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Something odd's happening. Uh, that was my favorite scene in the movie. I mm. think it was the funniest one. Yeah. Because Tanner's just in the car going like, oh, "These bitches ain't gonna do anything. Yeah. They ain't gonna go that that." Yeah. And like the guy's just fronting and playing loud music and pulling out a gun, and then Toby just comes out of the fucking. <laughs> gas station mm-hmm. and like just clocks the guy with the gun and fucking beats the shit out of him yes just immediately beat the shit out of him he did and it was just and and it was all wide shot the whole time yeah it was they never cut into the action mm-hmm. they never went like oh we gotta get a close-up of the gun we gotta get a close-up of toby punching him yeah. nope just extreme wide shot it was like three minutes or four minutes of wide yeah. and i fucking loved it i want to i want to piggyback on your yeah. scene mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start at another scene and then piggyback to that scene <laughs> yeah. um earlier they're they're robbing a bank mm-hmm. and uh there's an old guy in there i mean it's texas so everybody <laughs> you know, has a gun <laughs> so uh, they, they walk into the bank and the uh, the old man is there he was like uh, you got a gun old man he's like you're damn right i got a gun on me you're gonna steal my gun too <laughs> and he was like we ain't stealing from you we're stealing from the bank you know and they, mm-hmm. they, they made it a point that they're not they're only stealing from the register so they're not intending to steal from uh, people that are putting their money into the bank right, yeah. they're only stealing money directly from the bank mm-hmm. um, but but anyway so um so they go ahead and proceed to steal the out the money from the bank and they, they have the the guy that's there inside the bank the old man yeah. he puts his gun on the counter no no, no. what happens is that uh, he says that he's got a gun mm-hmm. and then Tanner tells takes, Toby to take the gun mm-hmm. and Toby takes the gun out of the old man and puts it on, on the, the counter, counter. Yeah, yeah yeah he takes it and puts it on the counter so uh, they, they rob him whatever mm-hmm. they get the money and they start to leave and the old man just like alright and just grabs the gun that's sitting <laughs> right beside him and goes out and just starts shooting at him and he's like what the fuck is your problem so so then we we fast forward to this that scene right there mm-hmm. where the uh, the guys inside like this bright neon colored car flashing his gun mm-hmm. when uh when toby comes out there and whoops his ass yeah. and the gun's on the ground he comes back gets the gun and slings that shit <laughs> i remember that and Tanner's in the car like oh good you remember the gun this time <laughs> remember the gun this time yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. I forgot that happened. That yeah, was that a really was a great scene. moment in that. Yeah. And then they meet at the scene after this whole gas station scene is probably the funniest bit in the whole movie because mm. they're driving away after all this bullshit. And then he was like, here, here's your soda. And he's like, is that a Mr. Pip? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. Pip. I asked for Dr. Pepper. So only assholes drink Mr. Pip. <laughs> what? It is like a throwaway line, but it adds so much like dimension to tenor for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing they had. Only assholes drink Dr. <laughs> <laughs> only assholes drink Mr. Pip. Like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> oh, no. That was a great. That was a great moment. Also, but it showed that uh, apart from all the comedy, it, it did do one thing that's very important. Mm. Toby will do anything to protect family members. Yes, he will. Because uh, he's not a violent man. Mm. He's not against hurting people. Mm-mm. But in this moment, he fucking snaps. Yeah. And he just kicks this guy's ass because he thinks he's gonna kill his brother. Yeah. So Toby's all about. It's a very important motivation establisher mm. for what's happening later on in the movie. This which I um, thought was really clever. The the main points for me in this movie were like a family and America. Yeah. You know what? Remember I understand family. Why, why, why America? America? All right, yeah. I'll, I'll break down the, the America <laughs> thing. Um, there, there's a there's a theme, and this specifically cast uh, mm-hmm. Bill Birmingham, uh, Gil Birmingham. Uh, his character is Native American and Mexican. And, and, Mexican. Mm-hmm. and here in America, we have both of the, both of those people. Yeah. But um, but anyway, uh, they have a dialogue talking about America and where it came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that's half Native American, he was like, actually, this was my land. Oh yeah, I remember as, that. as far as I could, as far as the I could see. All of my people, we own. We 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 just here. We not that we own the land. No, but we this, were just here. We were here. This was our land. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, the white man. Then your people came here, and then y'all took this land. And then now you see that your land is being taken from you now, right? The banks have taken your land. You know, so it's like it went from place to place to place. So we're saying mm-hmm. that it's like it's never. It's, 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 it's never going to be the same. You're never going to be able to hold on to America forever. And eventually somebody's going to take it away from the banks. Right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that, those are the two things that got, like, family is everything and then the changing the changing of America. This movie had a, a weird anti-capitalistic anti-capital, message, mm. but it was never pushed or, or fucked up. It mm. was just kind of like, oh, by the way, capitalism kind of sucks. Really? <laughs> yeah, I that got from? that a lot. Why? Uh, well, the whole thing, the whole same bit was that says the banks have taken it from the people now and yeah. like, people are broke and losing yeah. their house and whatever, yeah. uh, sort of showing what, what capitalism can Does do, do. Yeah. to normal people, people yeah. that can't fight against it. Yeah. And also, um, Toby's own actions for mm. stealing the banks. Yeah. He was like, oh, the bank forced my mom to remortgage the house cause she couldn't afford it. She couldn't yeah. afford not to. So now the banks are stealing the house, which has a lot of money for oil. Mm-hmm. So the whole motivation is anti-capitalist. Toby wants to go against the banks because it feels like the bank fucked over mm. his life in, in the long run. I, don't, uh, I, don't, I didn't get so much anti-capitalist, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing a different angle now that, that yeah. you're bringing that up. Because if Toby would have changed uh, in, 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 in any way, then mm-hmm. I would say anti. But he's kind of perpetuating the system by having a large oil drill in his backyard yeah. and drilling up thousands, like what we say, 100,000, thousand dollars every year every, because of that yeah you know so i mean there is he's kind of prepared he's wanting to get out of the system but perpetuating it well, as well that's the thing i don't think he wanted to get out of the system i just think he wanted to get the system back for what he did to his mother mm. so i don't think that he's anti-capitalism yeah. i don't think that movie has a strong angle on anti-capitalism yeah. but there's moments in the film that you can tell that the director and the writer there's a message where like <clears throat> capitalism's kind of bullshit. Mm. And they did that with the Native American. Yeah. Uh, they did that when they in the casinos themselves. Yep. They highlight. They don't make a big deal out of the casinos. Yeah. Um, but there was a scene with Tanner and, and, and playing poker. Was it poker? He was playing poker. Mm. And with the Comanche chief. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a really good scene. It was a really good confrontation. Whoa. Uh, first of all, the dialogue in that scene was fucking great. Because the chief is like, Tanner did something weird in the table. Something that's not polite mm. in the table. Mm. And the chief goes like, do you know what Comanche means? Mm. And Tanner stands up, takes his chip after losing the bet, and walks up to the Comanche. He was like, what does it mean? Mm. <laughs> Just calm as shit. Yeah. It's a big Indian guy in front of him. Yeah. And the Indian guy goes like, it means enemy. Or everyone's enemy. I mean, everyone's enemy, yeah. right? He said, "So you know who that makes you?" <laughs> and he was like, "Comanche." And <laughs> he just me. looks him in the eye and says, "I guess I'm Comanche," and then just walks off. You know what the fuck was that? That was so good. There was a brilliant like love mm-hmm. there that I really liked. The um, it reminds me of, like when I in my when I first got to the military, there was a mm-hmm. white guy who had never dealt with anybody besides white people. Like right. he was from like Idaho or something like that, Iowa, where there's only like, something like that. It's like white people and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, we was like, I talked about how much that he hated people. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just fucking hate people, like all people, like not just you because you're black, like all mm-hmm. people. I don't like anybody. Right. And I was like, me too, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like people either. You know, and, and it was it was kind of that like, oh, we can be friends then. Yeah. And it was that kind of moment with uh, with Tanner and um, and Comanche, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, I don't just hate. You, I'm enemy to everybody. <laughs> so you know who that makes you? I, it's like, no, we're equal. We're the same. <laughs> same person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that was for me. That was a brilliant scene. Yeah, it was. And, and, and it gives you a lot. And that's one of those things that gives you a lot of character mm. from Tenor. Yeah. Tenor's just kind of like, he's just wandering through the world and he's going along one step at a time. Yeah. And Toby's the more calculating brother. Yeah. And like that relationship just feels really good on camera. Yeah, it was it just really, really fucking good. It really was. Because like Toby had to deal with the bullshit that Tanner does, mm. like stealing the bank out of the diner when he's not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> like like those Toby just walks out of the diner and mm. suddenly Tanner's running out of the bank going like, start the fucking car. Yeah. Start the fucking car. Toby's like, oh, fuck. And they just run and they have a whole thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's just pretty. It's just pretty. It's that just was, pretty writing. That was a really good scene too. Because um, he's, uh, he's, he's running out of the bank over, mm-hmm. over to the diner with like money just stuffed inside of his buttoned up shirt. And he's like <laughs> trying to hold it all together. And the, the, the wind is just carrying it all through the air behind him. <laughs> it's just, it's a really, really good shot. But yeah. also that, that scene also tells you, because that was right after um, Toby said that he owed Debbie money. Toby, Debbie's his wife. Yeah. And when he gets in the car after robbing that bank and all the money, mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing he says is like, hey, I guess you don't have to worry about Debbie now. Yeah. So it's like, even though they're completely polar opposites, mm-hmm. and even though their philosophies in life are completely, uh, you know, how do you say it, uh, incongruent, yeah. they just won't match up at any point, they do care for each other deeply. And it's a sort of brotherly love that's not in movies a lot. It's It was a weird thing, how you, what you just brought up just mm-hmm. now, with um, that same diner scene mm-hmm. where um, Toby is complaining that he owes more money mm-hmm. for a certain thing. The brother goes out and gets some more money for the certain thing. Yeah. But all the while, unknowingly, uh, Toby just decides to give all of his money to the waitress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right there. <laughs> and then he goes back out there and he was like, oh, there's more money. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a weird... It's a weird sort of moral movie because nothing is morally right or, uh, not, or morally wrong. Yeah, yeah. Everything's just kind of like it felt very natural. Oh, and yeah. the, and then the waitress decides to keep the money for <laughs> yeah. b- for morals. Yeah. The the um, the, uh, the the officers go over to him. It's like, yo, we're gonna need to put that money into evidence. It was a house of evidence. You don't know that the the the, guy, the bank robber is the guy that gave me the money mm-hmm. until you find the bank robber. Then this is this, my money. This is the money that I'm gonna be using to raise my daughter by myself. Yeah, and pay rent. And pay a roof over my head. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. That's another uh, another little bit of anti-capitalism that I got. It's mm-hmm. like when, when they bring the common man and the people that are struggling to, to just live. Yeah. And they put him in the forefront of the story by doing like little lines like that. So like, no, this is I'm going to put roof over my head. This mm-hmm. is not money that I want for funsies. Yeah. I need this. This yeah. is mine now. Yeah. 
So like, I don't know, it's just... For me, it was a really good balance between like an overall broad message, mm. an intimate story, and then just character exploration. Yeah. And I fucking loved every second of it. Character it really exploration, good. definitely. Mm-hmm. The um, the dynamic between, I feel like there was a parallel between the dynamic between Toby and Tanner mm-hmm. and uh, Jeff Bridges and um, Birmingham. His, and Birmingham, yeah, mm-hmm. like the the brother aspect. One of my favorite scenes there was um, in the room where there where uh, Jeff Bridges comes in there with like a six pack of beer, and you can tell that he's he's like just genuinely lonely. It's yeah, like, yeah. Because uh, the guy tells him, it was like, you know, you can just go sit in your own room. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he has a six pack of beer, so he gets through like half the beer. And um, throughout the movie, he makes uh, Native American jokes the entire time. The whole movie. Yeah, and he was like, you know, I'm like half Mexican as well. You know, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I got to finish making fun of the, the Native American part first, then I'll get to the Mexican part. So they, they're, they're inside the hotel room, and then I forget which Mexican joke he makes about him, but he makes some kind of Mexican joke, and then. Um, Soccer. It was soccer. Soccer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, Birmingham was watching Christian Christian preacher <laughs> on television. <laughs> Anything uh, but that. <laughs> Yeah, Bridges was thinking like, we're not watching this, are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything but this. Yes. And he says, oh, no, don't worry. They'll bring the, the soccer highlights later for your Mexican half. <laughs> <laughs> so so the guy, the, uh, the uh, Gil, uh, I wish I could remember his name, uh, but he's... Um, He's he's uh, he's his buddy, Jeff Bridges' mm-hmm. buddy, his partner. So um so he finally just turns over in bed and is like not even look like turns his back to him, just mm-hmm. like please like just get out of my room. Like he doesn't say that, <laughs> yeah. but his body language is saying like I just want to be left alone and you quit fucking with me. Right. So uh, Jeff Bridges is like you know it's like eventually you know when I'm dead and in the ground like me talking shit back and forth with you is the only thing that you're gonna remember. Like not the only thing, but it's just like that's what you're gonna remember. It's the only thing that you'll remember and you'll laugh at at the funeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just me giving you shit and then. Uh, Gil was like, yeah, I, ho- I hope it's tomorrow. <laughs> and, and then Jeff Bridges was like, yeah, now you get it. Now you get <laughs> it. Like, yeah. You'll sure get the hang of this yet. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking, I, I love the relationship between all the people in this movie. They're yeah. good. They're yeah. good relationships. It really is. And Jeff Bridges really, uh, they never make a big deal out of it, mm-hmm. but uh, he lost his wife at some point yeah. before the movie happened. Yeah. Um, which is another reason why I think the characters in this movie exist outside of the movie, because mm. they make sure to tell you that a little bit about their past, so you have some sort of uh, knowledge about them, some background knowledge, yeah. but they don't blow it in your face because it's not relevant for this movie. Yep. But So that makes them feel like they exist outside of the, the contents of the movie. Yeah. So Jeff Bridges lost his wife at some point, and that's why he doesn't want to retire, because he's going to be sat at home alone watching telly. And that's it, yeah. Uh, and that's all he want to do. So his motivation for catching this bank robbers is just it's one last blaze of glory mm-hmm. before I go away and sit on a couch for yeah, the rest, for of, the my rest life. of my life. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you could tell that he was a lonely guy looking mm-hmm. for friendship, yeah. and he was trying to find it in a weird place with the the Me- Mexican Native American, yeah, yeah, which is a funny sentence to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you, you remember the scene where they're uh, they're in the restaurant and they're trying to get something to eat? <laughs> And there's a waitress that comes up, and she's like, I've been working here since 1977, and <laughs> ain't nobody ever ordered nothing but a T-bone steak and a baked potato. <laughs> Except one time, this asshole from New York ordered a trout. We ain't got no goddamn Damn trout. <laughs> <laughs> now, now tell me what you don't want. He <laughs> was like, what? Tell me what you don't want. He <laughs> was like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. That's a, that's a- now, everybody that comes in here, either they don't want the corn on the cob or they don't want the green beans. Now, which one don't, don't you want? <laughs> it's like, I guess I don't want the green beans in. 
It was such a great scene. And she, like, decides what they're going to drink. Yeah. Sweet tea for Sweet both tea. of no, you? No, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, no, sure. <laughs> I'm tripping. It's one of those, like, restaurants where you can't make, uh, like, exchanges or anything. You have yeah. to order exactly what's on the menu. It's like, no, you'll have steak and potatoes. What don't you want on the side? That That's all. You have two choices. Yeah. Fuck you. You'll be having sweet tea <laughs> and a steak and potatoes. <laughs> we ain't got no goddamn trout. And then, <laughs> and then like, it's a little lines that tell you about this people like Jeff Bridges just goes house and I was like I guess nobody drove in this fucking place <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's a good line and at the end of it all it was a good drama mm-hmm. it was a very good drama with very good comedic elements yeah. thrown around to it yeah. and very very good character exploration yeah. which is my, fa- it's my it's what I like in a movie mm-hmm. it's like when you get good characters that have to relate to each other and see how they do it and then see how that affects the whole plot yeah. That's better than like action and shootouts. Mm. And we did have action and shootout. We had uh, yeah. at the end of the movie where everything's kind of cut up to them and they hit. Jeff Bridges predicts what banks are going to hit. Yeah. They're headed that way and they, the brothers hit the bank and mm. the, they have like a, a citizen's arrest type deal yeah. where everybody, everybody in Texas apparently has a fucking gun. Everybody in Texas has a gun. <laughs> so like five vans pop up and they have guns. God damn it. And they're shooting at these people. Yeah. I just burped, by the way. That's what happened. All right. And they, <laughs> they're shooting at these people and they're being chased through the desert and mm. in two cars and, and Tanner is just like, listen, you take the money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm going to deal with this. Yep. And he just goes into a mountain with a rifle and starts yep. like doing a, 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 I don't know what they're called. It's not a hustle situation, but it's like a, a, sh- a shootout. I mean, it's a shootout. Yeah. It's it a shootout, just, yeah. just sniping people from the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like that really showed part of his character as well. That that number one, that he was willing to sacrifice his life for mm-hmm. his brother to yeah. get away. Like he cared that much about his family, and also that inherent um, evilness that's in him as well. Because right. he could have just went to the top of the mountain with the sniper rifle and just stood there and waited for them to kill him. Right. But yeah. He made sure that he killed four or five other people before you know they. Yeah. Killed yeah. Him. So. He 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 did. They definitely highlighted that. He, yeah. he, was just, he just enjoyed the thrill of it. He did. He was having a good time. Yeah. Uh, and and then he kills uh, the Mexican Native American. Yeah. And that pisses Jeff Bridges oh, off. Oh yeah. Like very a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff Bridges goes to the side of the mountain with one of the other rifles and goes over there and kills him. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, what happened is Tanner's brother kills Jeff Bridges' partner, and Jeff mm-hmm. Bridges kills Toby's brother. Yeah. Uh, and. The reason I think that's important is because at the end of the movie, Jeff Bridges and... Huh? Oh, so they meet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Bridges and, and Toby meet, mm-hmm. and they have this conversation, and Jeff Bridges starts to be saying, like, I'm the guy that shot your brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know. He shot your friend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, I think, a great little moment. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this conversation about how he did it, and mm-hmm. nothing's ever said out loud, but everything's implied. Yeah. And it's a good sort of conclusion to everything that happened in the movie. Yeah. They wrap it up in a conversation. And then Toby says, if you ever want to continue this conversation, find me at my place. Because mm-hmm. uh, the thing is, Toby sold the farm to the kids, gave it to the kids. Yep. And now his ex-wife is That's living there and he's yeah. fixing it up for them. Mm-hmm. So he really didn't get anything out of this. No. He just... Very selfless. Yeah. He just made a good thing for his family. Yeah. And so he offered Jeff Bridges the conversation, and that's the movie ends. Yeah. But what I liked about that is that I assume that the conversation did happen, and I assume that Jeff Bridges and Toby at some point befriended each other because of this conversation. I think, I think so, too. And they exist as each other's friends now yep. after the events of this movie with this weird... Fr- friends in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I think I happened. Yeah. And I just, I like that because it yeah. gave me... The sense that things do go on after the movie ends, yeah. 
and before the movie begins, there was a story, and now there's another story. Yeah. That if someone wants to, they can just pick up a camera and shoot the other story. Yep. And I, that's, I, I just love movies that do that. It's good fucking writing. It is. God damn. It is. Stop giving me mindless sequels. Just make a good fucking movie. I mean, there's two things right here mm-hmm. to where it's like, I almost want to boost this shit up to like a 97%. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the more that I think about it, like the more uh, I keep seeing the image. Number one is the characters existing outside of the movie. Yeah. Like that's spot on. That's yeah. spot on. And I mean, you kind of have to have that kind of writing in order to pull somebody the caliber of a Jeff Bridges. Right. Yeah. Like you really do. You can't have a one dimensional character like this character had to be up, been alive before and after this film for him to be able to bring it to life. Yeah. So, I mean, brilliant writing there. And then the uh, the timelessness of the, of the way it was shot, and then the stark contrast of bringing uh, elements of 2016 into it, and that's something that No Country for Old Men didn't do. Right. I, I mean, it's, it was shot in 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was in Texas too, and and it, and it was shot like a western. And you can you seen like up to date cars, you know, every now and again, but mm-hmm. no like uh, bright neon colors. That was just a starkingly contrast. Yeah, let there you was know. nothing that broke the flow of the visuals. Yeah, in yeah. that way. And this this movie here did like you will be stuck for thirty minutes of this mm-hmm. thing. These things could have taken place in any time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, nope, vaporizer. Nope, this is twenty sixteen. <laughs> oh, nope, brand new Camaro. This, you know, it's, it's it was it was very nice for that. And and that that achieves a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. that some movies miss mm-hmm. because some movies happen in their own little pocket universe. Yeah, but you can tell that this movie happened in our world, it in did. our universe, yeah. in our timeline. <laughs> yeah, which it's 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 good. It's good fucking. It's a good. Way to get the audience into a movie. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're about out of time. Anything else you want to say? Um, I think we hit it. Uh, family. Uh, I had a very family message. And mm-hmm. like I said, the capitalism uh, element in as well. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, really, honestly, this movie surprisingly good performance by Chris Pine and mm-hmm. Ben Foster, who I knew very little of. Yeah. And then Jeff Bridges, of course, does a great job at he it. He really does. The direction, cinematography, and writing are absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. they're really really goddamn good. really good writing mm-hmm. really good cinematography i mean I, I would be stunned if this movie isn't up for best picture when mm-hmm. oscar seasons come out the the one thing that i do want to bring up before we head out the mm-hmm. whole the rest of the movie happens in sort of a a warm brownish color palette mm-hmm. warm red color palette mm-hmm. but the one scene when we find out that toby's brother is dead tanner's dead mm-hmm. happens in a casino a dark and everything's blue yeah and just sort of gloomy yep. and then after that the movie just kind of takes us to like blue tint, a little bit more blue tint, mm. and I just oh, this made me so fucking happy when that yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was in my chair going like, "Oh, that's blue, that's blue, that means sad." I know that means sad. Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> I know that blue means sad. Oh <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I if you can watch this movie before it comes out of theaters, absolutely do it. It's a really good movie. Isn't that weird though? Like mm-hmm. being in school, like how you pick up on little stuff that people don't care about. Yeah. You know, right. like uh, the the blue and like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. They're saying uh, sadness, or mm-hmm. like in um in Barton Fink with the red. Right. You, you know, it was just like automatically spotting it, and then like five years ago, it was just like nothing. Ah, ever thought it was about. red. It, was oh, red. it looked a little bluer. What yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, 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 oh. this. Oh, that means I know, something. I know that. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry. Yeah. Or like, or like in fucking no straight and none. Uh, the Silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. every time that there's red in the oh, shot yeah. or green. Yeah. Every time there's green in the shot, someone that's mentally ill is in the shot. Every time there's that. red, it means that someone that has the ability to cure that mental illness. I saw the, the red. Shot. I yeah. never noticed any. Wow. The red is uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character. Yeah. Uh, and she's the one that kind of heals the mental illness from, from Bradley, Bradley Cooper's Cooper. character. Uh. And so every time that she shows up, there's either red in the background or she's wearing red or she's wearing black and red. Mm. Which is kind of the whole sexy temptress thing. 
and that's uh, that's what attracts Bradley Cooper to her. Okay. And then his family is kind of like a green tin. His house is green. His family wears green. Mm-hmm. The OCD, the mental illness in the family, the bullshit uh, that happens. Philadelphia Eagles, all green. The jerseys, right. yeah. So like green means unhealthy, red means healthy. Mm. And did you see that's what you don't. I wouldn't know that five years ago. Yeah. I had no idea, no fucking idea. Nope. Wouldn't have paid attention. Nope. Mm-mm. But it's cool. Uh, anyway, Solo High Water, we recommend it. Yes. I think we think it's a very good movie. Very, very good. Uh, just go watch it. Go support movies like this. Because yep. these are the kind of movies that are trying to break apart the patterns from mm. cinema. Mm. And they go in theater. And I was glad to see that people were surprisingly interested in this movie. We yeah. had quite a few people one, in the theater. I got one yeah. last quote. It was one of the bigger quotes for me. Um, at the end, at the very end of the movie, when um, when Toby is talking to his son. Mm-hmm. And he was he's telling his son, it's like, you're going to hear, in the future, you're going to hear a lot of bad things about me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to say that I did a lot of stuff. And the son is like, whatever they say, I won't believe it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I know, I, I did all of it. <laughs> It's like, no, believe it, I did all of it. Believe it, believe it, I did all of it. It's just more into his character of, okay, I'm a flawed individual, but I'm not hiding from anything. Right. These are the circumstances that I'm in, and this is what I have to do to protect my family. He was very self-aware. He was a very self-aware character. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think it was refreshing. It was. Yeah. So, yeah, go watch this movie. We're going to go take a little break and talk about Telia movie premieres for next week. Bye. We should get purses. We should just, we should just like sell. Purse? Like a man purse? Uh, no, no, just purses. Just, just call them purse? purses. Just, uh, <laughs> no, just call them purses, put the For Film Sakes logo on them, that and call it cool. a fucking, I don't know, I, fashion revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking cool? It would. It would. Like, I mean, we were just saying, like, I mean, you could fit a lot of stuff in a purse. Dude, they're like Mary Poppins bags, those fucking things. Yeah. They're just, they're insane. Yeah. I swear, some bags are like a pop, like a pocket dimension, and you just put shit in there. Like, what the fuck is it? Like, do we not have shit to carry around? Like, do only right? women get to carry shit around? No, no. Would you get backpacks? It's on my back. I gotta fucking dig it out every yeah, time. I gotta yeah. fucking go through all. The, just give me a fucking purse. That'd be it's nice. Fine. Yeah. We get messenger bags, which is kind of like an excuse it's to carry a purse. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's not the same. We want purses. We want purses. <laughs> my That's goddamn purse. Fuck you, society. I want to carry a fucking purse. I mean, it would be cool. Like you said, the messenger bag does kind of alleviate the thing for me. It's an excuse, yeah. It, yeah, but I, I would like it to be designed a little better. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You know? it's just a <laughs> shitty like over-the-shoulder bag. Like I mean, I want it to be fashionable. That isn't men are not fat. Men can't. Not. It's hard for men to be fucking fashionable. Yep. You either look like a hipster fucking cunt, yep. or you look like a cunt that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So yep. which cunt would you want to be? The hipster one or the one that doesn't care? Exactly. That's the only two choices. Yep. I want to be a fashionable cunt. I like to be fashionable. Yeah. I would. But whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I gotta. This is. I gotta run down <laughs> this pretty quick. We're just gonna blur past that. Just like yeah. not even. There's, there's, there's so much um, television and movies this week that I'm just going to rapid fire yeah, this shit it. off so we can get it done. Um, starting uh, Tuesday, uh, September the 13th through Monday, September the 19th, uh, television and movies. Uh, starting Wednesday, September the 14th, American Horror Story. Oh, that comes back. Nice. Uh, it's, a, um, it's a drama horror on FX at 10 p.m. Uh, expect the theme and possibly casting details aside from already confirmed uh, Sarah Paulson and Lady Gaga for mm-hmm. the sixth season of this horror anthology to remain a secret until the premiere. So I might just watch it for Lady Gaga. She was in last season. Really? Yeah. I might just watch that for Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's the shit. <laughs> like I said, Lady Gaga's the new share. Do you believe in love after love? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just breaking the song. Let's just make the podcast a musical now. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing is going to be a documentary now. It's going to be on Wednesday, September the 14th. Uh, it's a comedy on IFC that will be at 10 p.m. Uh, the second season of this Emmy-nominated spoof series from SNL vets Bill Hader, mm-hmm. uh, Seth Meyers, and Fred Armisen will include parodies of classic documentaries like Stop Making Sense, uh, Heroes Dreams of Sushi, The Kid Stays in the Picture, and The War, War Room. You know, so they they just parody um, uh, documentaries. That, that's interesting. That's I've never seen that one apart from like mockumentaries. Yeah, yeah, done. yeah. You huh. uh, you put me on the uh, the hero dreams of sushi on, on Netflix. So I mean, as soon as I seen that they're doing a mockumentary <laughs> thing of that, I'm like, yeah, I gotta see that. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. fucking good. That's on us uh, Wednesday, September the 14th, 10 p.m. on IFC. Uh, the next is the Legends of Chamberlain Heights. It's an action comedy at 10:30 p.m. On Comedy Central, it's a new comedy uh, that centers on high school freshmen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's already been renewed for the second season. Oh wow! Funny how that happens. Like they, the first season hasn't even premiered, but they already know that they want more of that shit. <laughs> that's that's that quick. Um, it's premiering directly after the next show, South Park. South Park's <laughs> coming back on September the fourteenth, Wednesday at ten p.m. Is that like the fourteenth season? Though? They get they're in there. They're yeah. up there. They gotta be pretty up there. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's been a lot of South Park. It's been a lot of it. I mean, I think they're a little past their prom. Um, Two thousand and eleven. I felt like they were there. They were there, and I mean, they're they were like our voice of social commentary. Mm-hmm. And I was I'm wondering like where that was gonna be, and I, and now I'm realizing it's not gonna be one thing anymore. There's no. so many different niche groups. And you know what? I talked to Dan Kava yesterday, and yeah. he re- like opened up a box where there's even more niche, even more and even more to where because it's when you're a part of a group, then you realize like oppression or things that aren't right so mm-hmm. being like a black man then i can see all the things going on against other black men mm-hmm. or being not being represented on television or movies and things like that mm-hmm. and i'm like i didn't realize how many how far the rabbit hole of oppression goes yeah. or misrepresent misrepresentation goes you know because him he was like you know somebody that's a devout christian who really loves the lord and jesus and all that mm-hmm. and we're always portrayed on movies and television as naive as idiots as jesus freaks mm-hmm. who are you know what i'm saying are just gullible and yada 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 and it was like that's not all of us and it's like but that's how we're portrayed and then i thought about it for a second like Thinking about black men uh, looked at as like the person that's selling drugs and carrying mm-hmm. guns and like that's and I was like that's not all of us and then, and he's saying the exact same and it's like not a thought I was like yeah that is how Christians are you know they're, they're, they're over the top they're naive and yada yada I was like whoa like no I got to take a step back but yeah you know what's funny this is the 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 like the wannabe comedian in me you, I, I heard you say the stuff about the Christian yeah and then in my head I was like. Yeah, but they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know, but but uh, but yeah, but but I am. <laughs> no, I, I I feel you. I totally get it. Yeah. Everyone has their own thing. Exactly. Yeah. Got to look at the individual. Uh, the next show is going to be Friday, September the sixteenth. It's a show called ARQ. ARQ. Uh, Robbie Amell and Rachel Taylor star in this. Is that Stephen Amell's brother? I don't know. From from Arrow, I think that might be him. Anyway, uh, sorry, go on. Uh, they star on this Netflix post-apocalyptic thriller from orphan black writer Tony Elliott. Nice. It's a it's a sci-fi thriller on Netflix. I watched a trailer for this. This is look, it looks dope. It looks good. It looks orphan dope. Black was a really good show. Yep. If it's the same writer. Same writer. Same good writer. hopes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what's kind of weird? I didn't even tie that into each other. Orphan Black is um, about the clones yep. and um, multiple things. And this one, the uh, the trailer that I saw is kind of the Groundhog Day thing with mm-hmm. time. No. And um, he's going, he's having like re- experiencing deja vu over and over and over. And he finally learns how to control it. Mm-hmm. But um, he's in this universe or this dimension or whatever they, they're calling this with a woman. And every time they reset, she doesn't remember any of the stuff that happens. Oh. Like somebody breaks through the door and shoots him in the chest and then he dies and they wake back up in this bed again so he's trying 
trying to get her to a point to where she can remember these things happening too, so they can do something about it. Okay. But um, yeah, I'll be checking that bad out. It looked really cool. Oh, uh, that's so fr- it's a Netflix original. Netflix original. Nice. Uh, Friday, September the sixteenth. Uh, the next is going to be on the same day. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, Live from the Villa, is a comedy on Netflix. Cedric the Entertainer, uh, he's a comedian. He I was, remember him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Sorry. I remember him. Yeah. yeah. He was. It was really funny when I was a kid. Yeah. He he was one of the bigger comedians in the mm-hmm. uh, the nineties. They had a um, in Charlotte. Well, I guess they toured, but Spike Lee produced a movie mm-hmm. called uh, The Kings of Comedy. Okay. It, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Not, okay. No, yeah. I don't. No, I don't think I've seen the actual movie. I've yeah. seen. I've heard about it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, Spike Lee he produced uh, he produced it. It was um, starring uh, the host was Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, D. L. Hughley, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. and um, whoa, the funniest comedian there, Bernie Mac. Okay, Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac oh, recipes. Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah they um, but yeah, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. He's finally coming back to a uh, a stand up special, and I'm gonna have to watch that. That guy. Aside, do you remember when Bernie Mac did his first big thing at Def Jam? Where, Which like, one? the audience booed a comedian off the stage, and he was like, I don't give a fuck about you, kind of thing. Do you remember that shit? <laughs> no, I don't know if I've seen that one. Um, I'll, I'll show it to you. You'll appreciate that. Yeah. Like, a, a, another comedian came in and bombed, because yeah. the, audience, the audience was being an asshole. Yeah. And Bernie Mac came in and just fucking destroyed the shit out of him. Nice. Just fucking nailed them, and he did not give a fuck about it. Nice. That's what made him Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. Not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate stuff like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, the next thing is going to be uh, Fleabag. Fleabag is going to be a comedy on Amazon. This dark, sexually explicit British comedy series stars mm. Broadchurch's Phoebe Waller-Bridge mm. and Olivia Coleman, uh, Outlander's Bill Patterson, mm-hmm. and American comedian uh, Brett Gilman. It's an adaptation of Waller-Bridge's award-winning play of the same name in which she stars as a title character, an unhappy, porn-addicted woman struggling with modern life in London. You know what? You had me a dark comedy, sexually explicit mm. British production. Yeah. yeah. That's At that moment, I knew I was going to watch it. Oh, you, you <laughs> knew you were going to watch it when I said Broad Church. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> When's that, where's that one coming on? Uh, this is uh, September the 16th, Friday, September the 16th on Amazon. On Amazon. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Gotta get an Amazon membership. That looks like that's gonna be dope. Yeah. No. Fucking, dude, British comedy. I started watching, I've, I've watched The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, not entirely, but I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. So I said, I'm gonna try The British Office. Good, yes. It's, uh, so I, I think you'll I, love it. I think it's so much funnier. It than is. The it's way better. It's like I heard you and some other people talking about The Office like maybe yesterday or mm-hmm. like recently. And all I wanted to say was the British version or the American version or talk about how much better the British version is. But I was like, I'm just going to be the the lone person who's just trying to be like a hipster saying that something is better that nobody <laughs> has British seen before. The British is better. <laughs> the British version is better, guys. I promise. <laughs> But it's like, but for you, for somebody that actually is into, you've probably seen more British television and movies than maybe American. You know, yeah. you've seen a lot of it, you know, so. Oh, it's my favorite fucking thing. Two of my favorite directors are like British. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I, if anybody can appreciate the British office, I'll think it'll it's be you. It's just the comedy is so dry and like witty and it just is. like, oh my God, I love it. Yes. Fucking Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I miss is the gym face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only thing I miss out of the, the British office. Okay. Just the muppety fucking face of John Krasinski. Yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, let's see. That, so that was uh, Fleabag. That's Fleabag on uh, Friday, September the 16th, the comedy on Amazon. Uh, the next is going to be High Maintenance. 
A High Maintenance is a comedy on HBO at 11 p.m. Uh, the critically acclaimed web series about pot dealer and his diverse group of clients moves to HBO for six new episodes. Yeah. All the previous episodes will be available to stream on HBO Now and HBO Go. Hmm. There's a lot of comedy in this list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember like the three weeks ago, it was mm-hmm. just like we had nothing. Yeah. And now it's like pages. <laughs> like we're, we're getting back into the fall of where everybody's watching TV and all the television shows are coming The holidays back. and years, people are just going to be sitting at home watching telly, eating fucking food and getting fat. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great time. The uh, the next thing is going to be Monday, September the 19th. Uh, the Big Bang Theory is coming back. Ugh. How many seasons? 50? Like 10. All of them? 10. <laughs> all of them. Not all of the seasons. All of them. Uh, the Big Bang Theory is a comedy on CBS. is going to be 8 p.m., uh, guests early this season include Katie Seagal. You got damn right. Katie Seagal was on uh, Married with Children. She played Peg. Oh. Uh, she was also the voice on uh, Futurama. Uh, Le- Layla? Layla. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that is Monday, September 19th. Uh, the next is going to be uh, on the same day. Uh, the Good Place is a comedy on NBC at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 13 this 13 episode sitcom comes from Parks and Recreation creator Mike Shore. Nice. And like his previous show features a smart, complex female lead character, Kristen Bell stars as a New Jersey woman who attempts to change her life for the better if she can only figure out what exactly it means to be a good person. Huh. Oh, and minor detail, she's dead. <laughs> due, due to a bureaucratic mix-up she finds herself in a much better afterlife than she deserves tim ted danson will aid her in her journey back-to-back new episodes air on september the 19th starting at 8 30 huh that sounds interesting hell yeah uh the next Kristen year, bell too yeah she's married to a uh, dak shepherd who's jack shepherd dak shepherd he was in a movie called um it idiot Idi- Idiocracy? Idiocracy. Yeah. Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. he's the main character in it? Yeah. That's I, I, I love that guy. I never knew his name. Yep. Jack fucking Shepard. Jack Shepard. All yep. right, there you go. Hell yeah. He was Fuck also me. in, um, you know what? I'm going to leave it there. Because yeah. he was in something else that I can't remember the name, and I don't want to play that game right now. Just we say it's Mark Wahlberg. Just say it's Mark Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg. We don't have the, enough time for you to have your actual name. <laughs> so for the sake, for Tom's sake, you're Mark Wahlberg. Sorry, Kristen Bell. Uh, <laughs> The um, I think the last one, <laughs> the, the, the last one for uh, television. I think you'll you may be able to appreciate. Yeah. It's a uh, Kevin can wait. It's a new comedy on CBS at eight thirty September the nineteenth that Monday. In his first regular sitcom role in nearly a decade, Kevin James from King of King of Kings of King of Queens stars as a former a, a non mall cop attempting to adjust his new life in retirement with his wife Erin and their three children. So, so he plays a cop, but not a mall cop. No, not Paul Blart. Not, not Paul it's Blart. Not a Paul Blart television series. They 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 had to make sure they put that into the script, description as well. <laughs> not. Oh, a mall I thought cop. that was just you. Nope, they actually nope, read it's that. Literally in the description. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking great yeah I like Kevin James yeah. people give him a lot of shit but I think Kevin James is funny I give him a lot of shit yeah. I do give him a lot of shit I, I, please do he I mean, deserves it but there's, he's funny. there's nothing wrong with him there's nothing wrong with him he's just not my brand of comedy because yeah. you know like the dark and like edgy type stuff and his mm-hmm. stuff is very light hearted it's very very light hearted yeah. there's nothing wrong with it though Kevin James if you watch the show <laughs> come in we'll give you some like segues or some shit that'd be nice We'll call you by different names that aren't your own. Pop Lard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you uh, Patton Oswald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That fits. Uh, the, uh, but that, that's all for television. Coming up in movies uh, this weekend, the first one is going to be Bridget Jones' Baby. Huh. There was a movie. Oh, is that the where she's I think, pregnant? I believe it's a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary and then whatever the second one is. And then, and this, then one. this one. 
Yeah, she's. Pre- I, I've I've seen a lot of previews for this one. Mm-hmm. She's like pregnant. What gave and it away? Jesse figure out. Oh, maybe the baby <laughs> in the fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen the trailer for this one. It looks pretty decent for whatever the, for Bridget Jones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, a, it's rated R. It has a hundred and twenty two minute runtime. Mm-hmm. It's listed as a comedy romance. Um, <clears throat> the continuing adventures of British published publishing executive Bridget Jones as she enters her 40s. So I guess we're just following her for the rest of her life? Yeah, I guess so. It's like a running I wonder if like the sixth movie is going to be her shading herself in a nursing home. That wouldn't be bad. (laughs) You know, to chronicle somebody's life like that. (laughs) Uh, The next movie is Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Hey, Mm. I should should add on it too, man. Is it it good? No, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Uh, But but it is is out. Uh, The advanced screenings um, are out. I mean, it's it's not going to come out until, what, September the 16th, that weekend officially, Mm -hmm. wide release. But there are some uh, advanced screenings. Um, Our friend Cagney from my class, he got to see that. Uh, Dominique Dom, he's seen it, as well as uh, Jorge Madrano. He's seen Mm -hmm. it. And they all came back, said it was really good. See, that's the thing. I I feel weird because I don't think we could have left that franchise alone. I, I hated the first but, movie. Yeah, I don't. I didn't yeah, like I the first one. You. I didn't like the first one. Yes. But mm-hmm. from what they're saying, that this is so much better than the first one, mm-hmm. they just basically did a copycat version of the first and made it better. From what they said, so I, I I'll give them the the benefit of the doubt. I but I, I I'm tired of seeing franchises being rebooted. I I mean I'm I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because yeah. it's doing the things that I always say that I want. It's mm-hmm. it's rated R. You know exactly what you are, mm-hmm. and you're 89 minutes. Okay, you so know, it's short and sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, uh, it's going to be Snowden. Snowden. Snow- uh, that, that one I might catch. That yeah. one sounds really fascinating. Edward Snowden, you might remember him for being responsible for WikiLeaks. Yep. Yeah. He got exiled out of America. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's a big he's, fucking deal. Where's like, he at now? He was in Russia for a while. He's in Moscow, yeah. He's in Moscow, yeah. Well, that fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, it's Snowden. Uh, it's coming out this weekend. Rated R, 134-minute runtime. is listed as a biography, drama, thriller. Um, the rundown is the NSA employee Edward Snowden leaks thousands of classified documents to the press. Directed by Oliver Stone. What does that name sound familiar? Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone directed uh, Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, uh, Scarface. Scarface. Uh, yeah, that's where I know it from. Scarface. Yeah. Um, who's the Who's the actor that plays Snowden in this movie? Do you know? Scott Eastwood, it looks like. Scott is, e- is that a clean? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just looking at. There's a list, but the person on the front of the cover is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I'd that's, have to that's, that's who, who it is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It also says that uh, Nicholas Cage is in the movie too. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yeah, that movie's dope. It, <laughs> it's it is the a good worst movie. good movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> or the best bad movie, whatever. I, I, I love Nicholas Cage. I do too. It's just fucking. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, so I think that's it. We covered. Fuck, that was weird. We did. That yeah. was a weird ending. Yeah. It felt, I don't know, I feel weird now. Listeners, write to us. Yeah. Like, yeah. guys, if you're listening to it, like, give us some feedback, write back to us. Yeah, absolutely. Feel, just fucking, we have everything. Or Twitter. come on the show. Like, shit. Uh, yeah, just you know? text us. Yeah. Some of you have our numbers, just text us. Oh, yeah, that's cool with me. <laughs> uh, no, but I do want to thank you guys for, like, all of the continued support. Definitely. I mean, this is, Thursdays usually suck, mm. and this is the one reason Thursdays don't suck. Yeah. Just because I get to wake up and talk shit about a movie for two hours. Yeah. So thank you guys for all the continued support. It really, really means a lot to us. It does. And we're going to keep doing this for as long as we're able to. Yeah. And uh, if you want to come on the show, just hit us up. Just make sure that, you know, like we said at the beginning, just bear with us and yeah. what we do. Yeah. Uh, don't get angry at us. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> but you can find us on Twitter at underscore for films like uh, yes. FFS podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us in the iTunes podcast app, Google Play Music app. 
uh, and SoundCloud under For Film's Sake. Mm -hmm. However, in the Google Play Music app, you need to specifically look for us under podcasting. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you won't find us. And we're also on Facebook and under For Film's Sake as well. Mm -hmm. We have all the social media. Yes. Come hit us up on the social media. Do it. We will love you for it. Yes. And uh, Hello High Water, go watch it. Mm -hmm. And uh, go watch Snowden. I think that movie's going to be really good. I think so. I think we, we all need to know a little bit more about Snowden. Yeah. Uh, so... Fuck yeah, we're done. Episode 33. Yeah. Take care, guys. Boop.